Mel Tempest is known as a fitness business influencer, hands-on health club owner, ebook author, and presenter. Mel has known to be controversial, challenges the status quo, and lives outside the square. Her skill set is current on trends, savvy, and in demand. Her primary goal is to get more health club owners moving towards innovation, technology, and social media success. Her own success comes through tough and humble beginnings. Mel Tempest now presents to you the Gym Owners Podcast. More than just the business of fitness. Proudly supported by National Fitness Business Alliance. Well, good morning. This morning on the Gym Owners Business Podcast, I'm speaking to Brendan Chaplin. Brendan is the owner and founder of Strength and Conditioning Education. His mission is to be the leading educator in strength and conditioning with a network of worldwide clients driven excellence within the coaching and fitness marketplace. Good morning, Brendan. Good morning, Mel. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Very welcome. So please, uh, let's get stuck straight into this, Brendan, because everybody's really, really keen to learn more about strength and conditioning. The fact that you're way across the other side of the world makes it even more interesting uh, for the Australian listeners this morning. So tell me a little bit about your background and how did you get into strength and conditioning? Of course. So... I was a martial artist and uh, I still am actually a martial artist. I would define myself as one. And when I was in my teens, my, my vision and my ambition and my dream essentially was to, to build a, a, a number of martial arts gyms and have a stable of, of competitive athletes. And I love martial arts for the process of learning and development and the constant evolution through that. And so I ended up training all over the world. I trained in the States, trained under a guy called Dan Inosanto, who was Bruce Lee's top student. And I found myself in the mecca of martial arts, which is good old Manchester in the UK. It's a rainy place, not far from where I am now. And I was actually training with a guy called Carl Tanswell, who is one of the coaches and, and uh, directors of Straight Blast Gym who train and, and have developed Conor McGregor. I'm sure everybody listening has heard of Conor and what he's been up to recently. So funny thing, and, it, and it, it always happens like this, the timing was impeccable. Carl just lent me a, a, a training DVD one day and I watched it and I was literally mesmerized by this DVD. And it was crazy because if you watched it now, you'd be thinking, you know, this is nothing new, but I was watching it back then and it was all about foam rolling. And I'd never really seen this stuff before. I was always into training hard, but never seen the science and the background of, of manual therapy and foam rolling. And I really just, that moment literally clicked. It was like, actually, this is what it's all about, the physical training. And the guy that was presenting the video, the DVD, was a, a strength and conditioning coach from the States called Mike Boyle. Now, Mike's a really prominent S&C coach over there. Very, very famous. I think his gym has been voted men's health gym of the year for something like six out of the last 10 years and he trained everyone and anyone so i was pestering mike boyle over the internet emailing him questions and eventually i literally just said you know what i need to go and learn from this guy so i sent him an email said mike look i want to come and learn from you is there a possibility of this and he literally sent me a one-liner back saying absolutely let's work it out and it was amazing to get that email it was like wow this is great I was a uh, 20 years old at the time just desperate to get more knowledge and so I jumped on a plane and did an internship with Mike and learned lots and lots of stuff came back to the UK and this was before the time that strength and conditioning was really 
sort of taking off. And I was very fortunate. I got a job pre-Beijing 2008 Olympics with the English Institute of Sports. So I trained some athletes around that tournament. Then I went to work for British Tennis. And then I went into rugby league, trained Huddersfield Giant, trained a lot of mixed martial artists throughout that. And then I went into more of a consultancy role, working with the universities, Leeds Carnegie and England Golf and GB Judo and many, many athletes in between that. All that time, I still trained the general public and I had my we ha- I had a gym in Leeds with, we had nine personal trainers out of that gym working there and uh, strength and conditioning coaches and trainers. And we had a great environment where you had Olympic athletes training alongside the general public and everybody trying to get better. And then a few years ago, 2011 to be precise, I founded Strength and Conditioning Education. Kind of does what it says on the tin. Uh, we, we provide high performance education for, for trainers and coaches looking to get to the next level and we've grown and grown and grown from there and we've got some fantastic courses and products over in the UK that we're looking to take worldwide now so it's been a cool journey. It sounds absolutely fascinating. Now tell me what what is your coaching philosophy and how do you get results with your clients and your athletes? Yeah it's a good question. It's a question that could take some time so I'll try and be very succinct with this but um, there's lots of different tools and lots of different training modalities to to get results the way i would summarize my philosophy is it's got to be a principle-based approach rather than a preference-based approach so by that i mean that it might be great to use sandbags or trx or olympic weightlifting or sprints but if it doesn't follow the principles of training then it's not the right tool to use so we need to follow progressive overload we need it to be specific to that individual we need to have the outcome in mind whatever that outcome is be it a sport or be it fat loss or weight loss and we need to make sure there's variability in training so that we keep people engaged and what we teach on our courses is we we call it the triple e coaching methodology the triple e coaching methodology and what that stands for is all your sessions and all your programs need to follow this triple E methodology. And the first E is, it's got to be exciting. And that's not from our eyes as coaches. It's got to be exciting in the eyes of the user, your customer, your client, your athlete. They've got to literally look at the session that you put in front of them and say, that's really cool. I'm looking forward to doing this. I'm genuinely excited excited about this work that, that Mel or Brendan has put in front of me. The second E is, we as coaches have got to engage with those clients, those customers, those groups. And the the essence of engaging with somebody is to explain the purpose of what you're doing and, and help them to understand why they're doing what you're putting in front of them. Because if they don't understand that or have a level of understanding of that, they're literally just doing work and they're just like a robot and there's no mm. mindfulness attached to what they're doing. We've got to give them, they've got to be excited about doing it, but they've also got to understand why they're doing it. And then the finally is that the program, the session, the work has actually got to enable them to get results. They've got to get results. It's no good having the most exciting session and the person understands why, but they don't get anything from it. They don't get any results. And those three things, excite, engage, and enable, are a real important loop to follow. For example, If they don't get results, they're not going to be excited about coming in the next session. If they're not excited, 
they're not going to get results. And if we as coaches in the middle of that don't give them the purpose, that's like the catalyst. That's the fuel that sparks things up even more so. So what I would challenge the listeners here is if you, if you think back to if you're a fitness professional or even in your own training, and if you think back to a, a client that perhaps things didn't go quite as well as you'd have liked it to, maybe they're, they're maybe not even with you anymore or they just it's things stagnated. And challenge yourself to see which one of those three E's was lacking in your program. Was that client driving in or cycling in or warming up thinking, really looking forward to doing the session today, really excited about this? Did you as the coach explain to them, this is why you're doing it, this is why it's going to make you a, a better tennis player or this is how you're going to shed these pounds and, or get this extra weight on the bar, this is, how, this is the, why you're going through this pain that I'm putting you through. And finally, did they get those results off the back of it? Did, did you get the quick wins that were ready, the low-hanging fruit that that client presented? And, and that fuels that loop and makes it a little bit easier to, to get, get results longer term. I have to say that it doesn't matter who your client is. Your client wants a what's in it for me. There has, it has to be exciting. They have to be shown how to do it, not told what to do. And there has to be a benefit at the end because really what's the point of it all if there's not a benefit at the end? And uh, I think the majority mm. of our clients, regardless of whether it's strength and conditioning or whether it's coming in for with a, another objective, there has to be a benefit at the end. And what I struggle with these days is personal trainers I won't say the majority of them, but a lot of them are struggling with getting their clients from A to Z. So what do you see as being the biggest problem with personal trainers coming into the industry now with strength and conditioning? Yeah, and I, I agree with what you're saying that because just just segueing a little bit here that it's rare that we, we're in this industry as coaches because we're so passionate about fitness and, and movement and all those cool things. But most people aren't, are they? Most people want to get as you said from a to z and and they don't care as much about it as we do yet we we program and train them with through our lens thinking that those people are like us they'll just turn up and train because they love it and so we we've got to get into the mindsets of these people and and meet them where they need to be met it's no good coming in with all the the books and the the references and the the, the training methods that are going to work if you've got that absolute perfect client but there is no perfect client we've got to design the most appropriate person uh, program for that person so i think to, to answer your question on what the challenges are that the personal trainers are facing i think that's the main one for me you know that they, they it's connecting with people it really is it's and i, I see that as more than just face to face but i think being able to connect and ask questions and actually listen and learn about your clients and and then coach them actually coach them not just bark at them and give them orders but actually coach them ask them questions challenge them listen to them and, and guide them is huge but connecting is bigger than just that and and connecting is your whole business your whole brand and connecting with people on a, a marketing basis and on a, a messaging basis so that you're attracting the right clients that you're going to be able to help is is absolutely huge as well. And and embracing this social media and marketing engine that that, that exists now is is huge. But doing it in a way that is congruent with your brand and who you are and the type of clients that 
you're looking to work with because there are those clients out there for everyone we, we, the, the the skill in this is is making sure that you're heard by those clients so do you does think, that make sense oh yeah absolutely so do you think that personal trainers um need to go and do more training in in the area of behavior science because I, I I was talking to another coach today from the States and she said to me that she's doing a lot of workshop with younger coaches and she said that they're passionate about what they do but they really struggle to connect with their clients and, and get their clients from A to Z because of those communication. Um, you know, they, they don't understand how to communicate. They don't understand how to read body language. So do you think that trainers need to go and do a little bit more training with, with you know, with the mindset stuff and with the way people behave? I think so. I really do. I think... However you define that, whether it is, you know, coaching and, and the sort of art of coaching, go and be around good practitioners, people who are masters at this and study those people. It doesn't, I'm not sure it necessarily needs to be a set course on X, Y, and Z. I think just going and watching great communicators, and that doesn't have to be in the field of fitness. People who are great salespeople, people who are great counselors and coaches and teachers and Whatever that meet looks like, there, that's absolutely huge in trying to apply that. I mean, we try and put that into our courses because it's such a big area that with, it's no good just having the book smarts. You've got to be able to apply that. But um, taking the time to actually learn how to connect and and and, and listen and, and get people from A to Z is is just so important. And I think everybody's in a rush to. To, to hit the ground running and I, I admire that I, I love that but there's also an appreciation that it does take time to, to develop mastery in these skills doesn't it you know it's it's funny Brendan because in my own club when we hire our personal trainers I always say to them you know you need to get into the group fitness room and they just about roll their eyes back into their head because it's not seen to be cool in in the group fitness room but the reality is those that stand on the stage and teach group fitness they do coach the members in the group fitness room and they do get them get them from A to Z and I think sometimes personal yeah. trainers actually need to go to whether it's a cycle class or it's a functional training class whatever it may be they actually need to get along and, and actually watch how these group fitness instructors get their classes from A, B to C and, and what they do yeah. to, to motivate them and how they can read a group of 45 people, 50 people at a time and yeah. uh, I think that this is a skill that is learned over time it's not something that a personal trainer walks out of university with a degree in or even have their pt courses but it's definitely a skill that they can't mm. ignore yep. and i think with the competition now that we have in the industry i think communication and collaborating is uh the two most important assets that uh, a trainer a club owner or a group fitness instructor needs and mm. um this I is agree. Yeah, and so this is what leads me to the next question, which is where do you see the future of the fitness professional? Because I know that strength and conditioning is absolutely massive in the States, and I don't see it mm. as much here, but I see a lot of it in the States, and I have friends that own those types of facilities. Where do you see the fitness, the future of the fitness professional globally? Mm, yeah, no, it's, a, it's a, another big question, isn't it? I mean... The States, you're right. I think the States strength and conditioning is huge over there and it's big in the UK. The awareness, initially strength and conditioning sort of arose from training athletes for their, whatever that goal was and that sport and, and activity was. And that's where the strength and conditioning coach came from. 
but I don't see it like that anymore. I think everybody is in their own way, uh, their own kind of athletes. And the, the customer demands more from the program and the service that they get now than ever before. And that's great because the rise of online and you can get so much out there. We as coaches and, and practitioners and, and from our perspective, as well as, a, as an education provider, we've got to make sure that we arm ourselves with even more and we're able to deliver even more now. So the strength and conditioning is not for elite athletes. It's for coaches who aspire to be elite coaches and, and have a great skill set that can be applied from anyone, from an elite athlete to a young person to a um, 50, 60, 70 year old looking to, to lose weight. It's a, way of, it's a way of connecting with people and it's a range of tools to get the job done. That's how I would describe it. In terms of the future of the the fitness professional out there, you know, I, I think there's always going to be a huge demand for face-to-face communication with a coach who can get you where you want to go. I think that there is a huge opportunity with digital uh, can, uh, opportunity, digital platforms to over-deliver. And we had this conversation. I was at the a trade show and I was a part of a roundtable discussion a couple of weeks ago and, and this question arose there about a lot of people are threatened by the digital revolution and the online coaching and, and whatnot and I, and I see it as a huge opportunity. Firstly, it's a huge opportunity to get people into your business that may not know who you are and, and that may not want to necessarily work with you face to face. It's a huge opportunity to have a greater impact. But it's also a really big opportunity to allow you to over deliver on the service. So when they see you for that one hour or that 90 minute class or whatever it may be, they then go away and they've got digital support, remote support, nutrition, coaching tips, et cetera, et cetera. That means that they're part of a community when they leave your session. So now more than ever before is the time to embrace this digital revolution and do it better than other people, over-deliver. You know, it's right there in front of you. If we're threatened by it, you're going to be out of business because other people are going to go ahead and do it anyway. So I think the future fitness professional needs to have an excellent coaching skill set and be able to, as we've discussed, connect with people on on a really deeper level but also they need to be agile with technology and use technology in a meaningful way to, to help them coach and, and inform their, their practice. You know, I know you, you're familiar with MyZone. That's a great tool. And, and that was my next another... question, Brendan. Where do you see wearable technology fitting into your role? It's, yeah, it's, it's bit, again, it's growing massively. It, it's not a threat at all. I really do not see that. I see it as a massive aid in in informing our decision-making from a program design perspective, number one. That's me being a bit of a nerd, a bit of a geek from a strength and conditioning perspective. But secondly, it's a huge buy-in tool and motivation factor for somebody to be able to see those numbers and get that feedback and, and see that that hard work is paying off. That, that builds the process because as much as we want to focus on the outcome, which is get ready for sport, drop a dress size, run your first ever triathlon, whatever it may be for whatever person you're working with, as much as that is the outcome, along the way, there are, there are process-based goals that 
we need to focus on because that, that might be two years away, that first marathon. So we've got to set some really realistic process-based goals. And that's where wearable tech is very, very helpful for that because it just shows us that, that work paying off and, and there's no hiding from those numbers, you know, a lot of business people that use that phrase, if you measure something, it improves. Well, if you're not measuring it by default, it doesn't improve very often. So something like a MyZone and we use a, a velocity based training device to measure speed and movement yeah. quality, etc. Those types of things are, are going to be very, very helpful along with the whole community aspect too. Yeah, look, I think MyZone's a, a fascinating tool. We actually, we do have it in our club and we've had it for about four years. And I must admit, it's to the point now where if you forget your MyZone belt, you don't want to do your workout, you want to go home, get it and come back to the club. Uh, we run, mm, you yep. know, we run lots of challenges. And so, you know, our MyZone belts have now become a part of our wardrobe and we get dressed every morning. You know, the belt goes on with, with the rest of our clothing. And I, I agree where, you know, if people are seeing those numbers there up on the, the screen. It makes them accountable for their workouts. And when they mm. work beyond and above what they thought they could do it's they give themselves this automatic sense of recognition that they've done a great job the colors are there the numbers are there and it's rewarding and it's not just for people in your position you know that are coaches but belts like my zone are, are great for every you know everyday lay people just coming into clubs to to work out mm. and so uh, that leads me to the next question to ask you now you said that you were sitting on a round table at a um, event which um, event was that it was the recent Body Power Fitness Trade Show in the Birmingham in NEC. So, so how many some, events do you get along yeah. to a year to broaden your own knowledge? Yeah, as many as I can. Um, I know that's massively broad and sitting on the fence, but I, I, I try to improve from a number of areas, be it a personal development side of things with my own sort of productivity, as well as the technical aspect. So I speak to coaches. I've got a business coach that helps me and, and some mentors on that side of things. And, and I also spend as much time as I can with practitioners that I know are, are doing great things, that are coaching and working at a good level. And that not necessarily at an elite level with elite athletes, but school teachers and tennis coaches and, and people that are doing great things. And that's how I, I get more sort of continual development I do go to quite a lot of events as well and, and, and mingle and, and watch presentations as much as I can. But, you know, it gets harder and harder when, you, when you're working in, in and on your business, doesn't it? It Sometimes. does. It does. I do agree with that. So I checked out your website. Now, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. MeFit. Is that the Middle East Fit Summit? Is that where you're heading off to shortly? Yeah, I am. I'm presenting. I'm doing, I think I'm doing four sessions at the MeFit Summit, Middle East Fit Pro Summit uh, in Dubai. So that's in, where is that? When is that? Sorry, it's mid, early October, 12th, 13th, something like that of October. So those guys do a good job. I'm going to share some power training stuff. I'm going to do a talk on business and also something on movement training as well. So it should be fun. So that's great to hear that you're well versed in your product. So I know that you're very eager to get, you know, the strength and conditioning education up and running in Australia. So can you give us an overview of your level four course and also let the, the listeners know about who you're looking for and what you're hoping to achieve in the Australian marketplace? Yeah, I appreciate that. It'd be fantastic to connect with people who on any level are passionate about education and, and 
specifically in our industry. What we've done with the level four is it's a level four reps qualification. So we deliver that. We, we wrote it and, and, and we're the first company in the UK to, to run that. And essentially what we do with that is take personal trainers or coaches who would define themselves as strength and conditioning coaches, take them on a journey. And it's, it's really transformational course. So there's lots of technical input there to give you that toolbox and advanced skill set of things like Olympic weightlifting, plyometrics, functional assessments, mobility work, and everything in between. But as much as that, it's also it's a personal development process. And we teach you how to coach. We teach you how to connect with people. You practice that. We give you a training program to follow, to practice as well. And we also work on the business and how you... The question here is how how are you going to make the impact that you really want to make? What what does that look like? And we help you to to build that business and and take you on that transformational journey. So we've got 20 centers now in the UK, around the UK, and we launched in Dubai earlier this year. And I'd love to to pursue and look at how we can work in, in Australia as well. So essentially, the people that would be great at delivering this course are passionate coaches that have been in the industry a while and, and are looking for a, an opportunity to, to go out and teach people and help people come on that journey. We've seen massive improvements in retention uh, with coaches who have got this course, uh, not to mention their ability to get new clients and brand themselves in a, in a different way. So we've had a lot of gym owners put their student, uh, their uh, personal trainers and coaches through the Level 4 course. And we've had gym chains in the UK that are interested in looking into that too. So it's an opportunity to, to really give people an advanced skill set, teach people, and I'm sure that there are people listening that are very passionate about education as well. So I'd love to connect with, with you guys on, on that level. That sounds fantastic. Brendan, tell me, who inspires you to keep doing what you do so well? <laughs> so many people. I, I My wife, I know it sounds corny, but she, she drives so hard. She's, she's fantastic at what she does, and she, she compliments me very well, and every day she pushes. So that, that gives me inspiration. But as much as anything, it's the fact remains that the standards of fitness need to improve, and, and movement quality needs to improve. So we've got to keep pushing. We've got to drive to do that. And the people that get results from our programs, that is what keeps me going. It's, I see them making the impact that they want to make and, and it's, I'm not saying it's easy they graft and they push really hard but when you see that success coming through it it really sort of validates and, and makes you feel comfortable that what you're doing is, is hugely worthwhile and beneficial so long may it continue <laughs> Brendan um, it's been a, a pleasure chatting with you this morning I have to say that it's been an education for me um, I've enjoyed learning a little bit more about strength and conditioning uh, since before we got on to the to the podcast and I've, I've really enjoyed reading about your journey and what you hope to achieve in the future and I really do hope that you you do get to fly over here and, and meet with some amazing fitness professionals here that I think can I can see you all working together to grow an amazing product here. So for now, please tell the listeners where they can get in touch with you, your email address, and uh, hopefully we'll get some Aussie fitness professionals connecting with you and getting your brand out here. Fantastic. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So I'm all over the internet. If, if you look for at Brendan Chaplin, then that's B-R-E-N-D-A-N and Chaplin as in Charlie, 
Uh, that's Instagram, Facebook, and the usual channels. Our website is strengthandconditioningeducation.com. My personal website is brendanchaplin.com. And if you do have any questions or just want to give me some feedback, I'd be welcomed, really would appreciate that. My email is brendan, B-R-E-N-D-A-N, at strengthandconditioningeducation.com. Love to hear from you. Brendan, thanks very much for your time this morning, and we'll be chatting real soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining the Gym Owners Podcast, sponsored and supported by National Fitness Business Alliance and Gym Click Media. Find Mel Tempest on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Join us next time for the Gym Owners Podcast.